What's the number one thing that'll help you succeed as a spiritual business owner? What's the one thing that exists both in success and in failure? It's the decisions. It's the decisions we make. If you're in business, you're in the business of making decisions. And so how do you make more effective, more expansive, more profitable decisions for yourself that also allows you to follow your soul's guidance? That's what we're going to answer here. Because what I find is that most people have the challenge of being more productive or trying to find the right answers, but not understanding unconsciously they're doing it from a place of fear and doing it from a place of scarcity, doing it from a place of loss. But what's possible if you're able to start making more decisions from a place of love, passion, creativity, flow, humor, whatever it may be. If you can start making decisions moving forward from a place of more resourcefulness within yourself, what will that do for your business? That's what we tackle here. That's what we tackle here in this episode. What we're going to share is a group coaching call that I ran for the Serving Circle members. And we just bounce ideas around off each other and we do some coaching that's going to allow you to relate this to your own business. So what you're going to learn here is one, what is your soul guiding you towards in terms of a lesson with the decisions made in front of you? What is the lesson your soul is guiding you towards? Two, what's the one intention that's going to bring up all the fear, that's going to bring up all the egoic patterns to be healed? Three, how to energetically shift so that your goals start chasing you? And four, what are the four questions that you need to ask yourself so that you know that you're led by spirit in all of your decisions? Yes, it's here and in the serving circle where you help elevate consciousness of the planet by spiritual business success. The more your business succeeds, the more you get your gift out to the world, that's how you start to shift consciousness. And so if you're a spiritual entrepreneur, feel free to subscribe, let me know with some feedback below. I can't wait to introduce you to more spiritual entrepreneurs in the serving circle. Let's dive into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp, and if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, Yes, you are a light worker, and it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income, but every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. So there's a few things for me when, when we're making decisions in, in business, when we're making decisions about what to do next, making decisions about, oh my God, what do I call this? What do I call myself? Or what do I call this next event? Or what, how do I describe it? Or whatever it may be. There's a few things that go on in my mind that I think is really, is really, really important. And of course, one is the more logistics business tactics around how well I communicate this so my audience you know understands it what can I what can I uh how, how do I describe this or look at it from the perspective of my audience of my clients of the people who are interested in my services whatever it may be and there's a lot of there's a lot of tactics tools strategies that we can implement there uh to make sure that that's effective moving forward so that's more of the masculine side of things and one thing you can also ask is where am I asking the question from? And this is where we start to look at our deeper patterns. So I'll give everyone, I'll give you guys the space right now to just take a breath and to think about a decision that you know you need to make in business. 
whether it's a decision on what to do next, whether it's a decision on your marketing, whether it's a decision on hiring someone, whatever it may be, is there, what is the next, what is the next decision you're here to make in, in your business that's going to move you forward, that's going to allow you to expand, get in front of more people, whatever it is. Who here has something in mind that they have as a next decision they know they need to make? About four people. All right, I'll give you guys the chance to breathe because if we're in business, we're in the business of making decisions, right? If we're in business, if we're growing, if you're growing online, if you're doing marketing, if you're doing, uh, if you're promoting yourself, we're in, the, we're in the business of making decisions. We're in the business of solving problems for people. And basically the, the ability for you to take on clients, to grow, to expand is your ability to make decisions, right? Your decision of whether you get out of bed today, the decision of whether you talk to this person or not, or get on this networking event or not, or what to say here or there. So while you're making decisions, I really want to start to tap into some deeper patterns that might be going on so that you can make your decisions more effectively using all sides of you, using everything you have at your disposal to be more resourceful. So let me say this again. Rather than having a big decision, can there be something where out of this call you can make a decision on moving forward? For example, can you make a decision in your business to add some more fun, for God's sake? To be less attached to the outcome? To provide a little more love to your audience, regardless of if they sign up or not? What about your what about your the decision and, and the ability to be more creative, resourceful, passionate for your current clients and helping them get from A to B? The decision to wear the same thing every day like me and be completely boring with your fashion, whatever it is. We're all making decisions. So let me, let me ask this question. Who knows they made some decisions today? Right, John made the decision to stay up and not go to bed. Whether it's midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., he's, uh, he's rocking and rolling. That's a decision, right? Now, with the decisions moving forward in your business, in your marketing, in your programs, you can ask yourself the question of, when I move forward with this decision, where is that decision coming from? And when we ask ourselves that question, I think we'll be very, very surprised with all the decisions in our life, how often we're trying to make them because we're avoiding an emotion. And I think if you look back in your life, Ask yourself honestly, how many decisions did I make to 
at some level, avoid the emotion of humiliation. Whether it's the people you got to be friends with, what you wear, the school you go to, what you decide to say in a conversation, what you decide to do in your business. How many times unconsciously do we avoid, do we make a decision because we think in making that decision, I'll avoid the emotion of humiliation. I'll avoid the emotion of not feeling good enough. I'll, I'll avoid the, the feeling of failure. How many times do we make a decision because at some level, consciously or unconsciously, we're avoiding an emotion? Here's why this is so powerful. I believe that every emotion that you're consciously trying to avoid is what your spirit and soul is guiding you to experience. I created a post about that in the serving circle. And here's why we are on this, we are, we are on this planet as souls because our spirit's guiding us to experience all of us, all sides of us. We're here to experience all of us. We're here to love all sides of us. We're here to love all sides of everyone else. We're here to love all experiences of life. And therefore, if we are here to, if we're making our decisions to avoid failure, to avoid being humiliated, to avoid not being enough or feeling not enough, what we're really doing is judging, neglecting, avoiding the inner five-year-old who fears that. I'm sure intuitively we all know there's an inner five-year-old who fears being alone, who fears being abandoned, who fears the, 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 my life panning out in this way. And if it does, I'm going to feel not enough. I'm going to feel not enough. I'm not going to feel loved. Therefore, I can't survive. We all have that inner five-year-old in us, right? Who understands that? Great. So as you feel that, what your soul is guiding you towards is to say, hey, you need to know, you need to experience and know that you are just as loved, just as safe, just as enough, regardless of if you fail or not, regardless of if someone rejects you or not regardless of if something happens where you're humiliated. Your soul's guiding you on this path to realize that you are more than the humiliation. How does life do that? How does your soul do that? Sometimes you have to experience it. There's only sometimes, but sometimes you need to experience what you fear most to realize that that's not you. So right now, let's just take a breath and let's just tune into that inner five-year-old. Because the more you tune into that five-year-old, the more you can start healing the patterns and starting to make decisions from a place of empowerment and a place of wholeness rather than a pattern that says, I need to avoid this emotion at all costs. Another way of saying that is I need to avoid this five-year-old at all costs. 
I'm sure you know what that does. If you avoid the five-year-old, push it down and neglect, disown this side of you, what does it do? Does it go away? Or does it expand unconsciously? And does it start to attract the very things in your 3D world that you fear most? So let's for a moment, if you were to just breathe deep right now, intuitively feel this in a five-year-old. Intuitively feel this into a five-year-old. Imagine them sitting on your lap or imagine them being around you. And just ask yourself the question of what does this five-year-old fear most? Does this five-year-old fear rejection, fear failure, fear extra responsibility? Does this five-year-old fear not being enough? What does this five-year-old fear most? What is this five-year-old resisting? What is this five-year-old attached to that says, as long as I get that result, I'll feel safe. I'll feel enough. I'll feel loved. I'll feel heard. I'll feel seen. And just for a moment, while you breathe, while you notice this pattern, notice how it feels in your body. Notice what you would need to hold in your body. Notice the physical sensations that you need to feel that would come up if this fear was to happen. If your worst case scenario was to happen, what would you feel in your body? Would you feel tension in your chest? Would you feel emptiness in your stomach? Would you feel heaviness in your shoulders? What is it that you'll feel? And just breathe right now and welcome that emotion. Welcome that physical sensation. Allow it to be there. Continue to breathe deep. Continue to feel. Welcome this into your body. And in you might want to intensify the sensations a little bit just so you can feel it physically. And you can pay very, very close attention to it and describe it in detail. Describe it to yourself. Do you feel this emptiness? Do you feel the heaviness? Do you feel, does it feel hot? Does it feel jagged? Is it pulsating? Is it moving? What is the physical sensation you feel? And as you welcome it, as you feel it, as you, as you hold a loving safe space for it, I'll remind you that as you feel this, as you experience it, and as you hold a loving safe space for it, this pattern's finally seen. This inner five-year-old is finally seen. And that's all your inner patterns need. All your five-year-old and your inner patterns and your emotions need is just to be seen. So just continue to breathe, continue to feel it. And this is exactly what needs to happen in order for your soul to expand, for you to learn that who and what you are is so much more than the pattern. Because if you can describe it to me, if you can describe it to yourself, if you can feel it fully and you can pay attention to it, that means you're not the emotion. You're not the pattern. You're not the physical sensations. Who and what you are is the observer. This is what we call feeling fully, feeling without judgment, feeling without resistance.
Now, what will happen is you'll start to notice a different relationship with this side of you, a different relationship with not feeling enough, feeling humiliated, feeling rejected, whatever your fear is. You'll notice a different relationship with it. Now, it's not your job to move it on. It's not your job to change it. It's not your job to shift it. It's your job to welcome it in fully and feel it and allow it to do what it needs to. This is what I call life doing life. Life's doing life. The question is, are you surrendered to it? Are you allowing it? Or do you provide resistance? So notice what happens in your body when you welcome it, when you surrender to it. had a beautiful chat with Elizabeth recently. And the reminder is when you surrender, you're not giving up. What you really surrender to is that your higher self or divine mind or God or spirit, whatever you want to call it, you're providing more and more trust within the side of you who can see the bigger picture. The side of you who knows that everything's connected, everything's happening for a reason. And this is the energy you bring in when you feel fully and you allow that to flow through to your decisions. The decisions you have in business, the decisions you have in your health, the decisions you make in your relationships. What if you were willing to feel all emotion? What if you were willing to love the sides of you who could fail, love the sides of you who can make mistakes, love the sides of you who could feel silly, Love the sides of you who can be alone. Love the sides of you who feels like they're not enough. If you make your decisions from a place of not trying to avoid an emotion, how much power do you take back? This is the spiritual journey. The spiritual journey starts off at some level with you asking source, God, spirit, higher self, Guide me to why I'm here. Help me discover something deeper about myself. And then the answer comes through in terms of an intuition or an excitement or a, a sign or synchronicity that basically says, hey, here is your next level of empowerment. And in order to take your level of empowerment and take your power back, you must heal a deep pattern within you that was currently allowing your, your empowerment to be outside of you. So you currently feel you were feeling empowered by money or by uh, other people's approval or by external situations and circumstances and events. That's where your power was, right? My worthiness comes from how much social media attention I get. My worthiness and love comes from what my partner says. My safety comes from how much money I have in the bank. And so when you ask yourself, you ask your, you ask your, higher, your higher self, you ask spirit, you ask God, help me go on this path. Help me go further and deeper on my spiritual journey. It will give you the path. It will give you the insight. It will give you the clarity. It will give you the excitement and the, the intuition to say, go here, do this and heal this thing in here first. 
We need to know you can be trusted with this level of empowerment. And therefore, you'll, cut, you'll confront something that is your deepest fear. This is what I call the fear jar. The fear jar is an acronym for you'll, you'll face your fears, your judgments, your attachments, and where you're in resistance. They're the very things you'll face so that in going through the journey, in going through that, you face what your prior, what your prior fears were, your judgment, where you're attached and where you're in resistance so that you can heal the patterns within you that you're currently avoiding, that you're currently disowning. These are the deeper questions to ask when you're about to make a decision in business. And as Dawn shared in the uh, serving circle uh, today, she's been doing all the meditations and all the inner guidance necessary. And as she saw that when you do that, when you heal the side of you who can fail, you heal the pattern inside you who doesn't want to, you know, be alone or doesn't want to be judged, doesn't want to, you know, doesn't want to succeed and have all that responsibility. When you heal those patterns, you're now safe to receive it. You're now safe to receive what your mind wanted and more. Because what you will receive is the guidance. What you receive is the gift that you previously weren't safe to receive. If you have the, if you have the pattern that I need to make money to feel safe, is it going to be in your expansion for the universe to give you money? Of course not. Why is that? Because you'll make money your God. You'll make success your God. You'll make your Instagram followers your God. It says my worthiness, my safety, my significance is all attached to that. So when you're on this spiritual journey, this is what you asked for. Here's what I asked for in my meditations. And I meditate in silence about two hours a day. I've been doing so for about three years. And these are the insights that I reach is the insight that says, hey, if you want to achieve this thing, if your mind wants to achieve the thing, if your heart's calling you to this thing, you need to be safe to receive it. In order to be safe to receive it, you have to be totally okay without it. Totally okay without it. And the more you're okay without it, the more you don't need it, what happens? You're safe to receive it. Because you know that you're safe, you're loved, you're enough, no matter what. And then you ask yourself of the situation, you ask, what can I give? How can I serve? Who wants a pretty powerful question to ask themselves that offers a lot of fear? Anyone up for it? Are you sure? It'll provide a lot of fear. As soon as you ask this question, your egoic patterns will kick up and start to die. So are you ready? In your, if you want to ask it as a question or a prayer or whatever it may be, 
This is it. Show me who and what I really am, regardless of the consequences. Are you willing, are you willing to do that? I guarantee you not many people are. Here's what I find entertaining. On the, if you're a spiritual entrepreneur, you understand intellectually you're here for a bigger purpose. You're here for a bigger reason. Is that flowing through your decisions and actions? Truly ask yourself from a place of honesty, are your decisions and actions coming from the truth that you're here for more? I'll get to you in a second, Hans. So really ask yourself that. Because many people know, hey, I'm here for a bigger purpose. I'm here for a bigger, I'm here for a spiritual mission. And my mission is for me to find out who and what I really am so that I can love more deeply, so I can grow, and so I can serve and contribute at higher levels. And then they go and make their decisions based on how much money can I get. Or they're not following their heart's calling because they, quote unquote, don't know how to make money doing it. Or their heart's calling them to leave a relationship or leave a job or leave certain, you know, health routines. And they don't do it because they live in fear of what's on the other side. They're making their decisions from the egoic safety. Even though they know better even though they know they're, they're here for a spiritual reason, are you willing to live it? That's what you do. You live the spiritual journey when you ask yourself the question of how do I grow? How do I love more deeply? How do I contribute to higher levels regardless of the consequences? Show me who and what I really am regardless of the consequences. Did anyone feel their ego quiver in their boots when they, when they ask that? Are you willing to go broke? Are you willing to be alone? Are you willing to uh, have health challenges? Are you willing to have whatever other challenges come along the way? Are you willing to do that so that you can find out who and what you really are and that you can heal what needs to be healed as that happens? Are you willing to feel what needs to be felt along the way? Hans, let's go to you, my friend. Just awesome, uh, Tyson. I, I, I love the emotions that come up when you, when you ask those, those awesome questions and those deep questions. It reminded me of a, of a yogi that I listened to many, many years ago as part of iLearning Global, which was really a fantastic um, online subscription um, tool to, for personal development, business development. But he, the one thing I remember him say is if, if most people, most people when they're asked to point to themselves, will instinctively I, point to yourselves and see if this is true. Just, just point to yourself. Will you do that? Okay. 
most people will, will point to their heart. Only the Japanese apparently will point to their nose. But the, the yogi was saying is that it is the, the, the disconnect between the heart and the head that is the source of all stress, which is actually what you're, what you're so I was just reminded of that, that little thing so that if we want to stress less, and I think there are people here who are, who are um, coaching on people, helping people stress less, you know, connect to your heart. And really, you know, intuitively, we don't really do something that we're un uncomfortable with. So if there is that huge disconnect between the heart center and the head center, it ain't going to happen. And, and uh, thankfully, maybe it, it, it's a, it is a protection, a protection mechanism. But um, there was, again, 12 years ago when I had this subscription, there was another guy who said all, every business, what was it? If you can't make your business personal, you've got no right being in business. So for me, it's always connecting to the person of what they want and need. And then that means you're coming at it with, a, with, with compassion. And, and um, anyway, just sorry to get on my little soapbox, but love, love it, Tyson. You know, and, uh, or, and, and also money must always be the byproduct of pursuing your vision and your mission and your dreams. It cannot be, or there's an old yogi, uh, you can have a choice. You can follow the, the goddess of money or the goddess of, 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 of wisdom. If you follow the goddess of money, be aware that she's a fickle creature. She'll take it and give it to you at the drop of a hat. However, if you follow and pay homage to the goddess of abundance and, and wisdom, the goddess of money becomes very jealous and she will throw her abundance after you. It's a lovely way of looking at it. So just, just I mean, I'm broke, Tyson. I've been broke for most of my life and it still feels good. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks for your contribution. It, rem it reminds me of the um, analogy that I use that when someone has the goal, so let's say you have your goal, it's $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month, $100,000 a month, whether you want to help this many people, grow your Instagram followers for this much, whatever it is, the goals are great. But most of us, as I said before, have our goal and we, and we make our goal our God. We say, as long as, I'm a, as long as I'll achieve that, holy shit, I'll feel this way. Right? I'll get to experience this. When you do the deep inner healing first and you ask yourself these deep questions, your vibration becomes so much more than the goal. Right? What happens then? Your goal chases you. The question I ask myself is, what do, how do I need to show up? What does my vibration need to be for my goal to chase me? When you, have, when you have less attachment, when you have less attachment to the outcome, when you have more uh, freedom to be yourself no matter what, It chases you. John. Thanks, Tyson. Uh, Fabulous. Just reminded me of something. Uh, a conversation I had with my partner some time ago. 
and uh, we were talking with the dream and uh, there are, there are most people talk about chasing the dream and he actually said something to me which is just just actually makes total sense right now and it says what about catching the dream at the time i didn't really know what he was saying but when, when just after this conversation it just makes perfect sense mm. Is this resonating with anyone else? If it can resonate with John, who's still stumbling to be awake, resonate can resonate with anyone. So here are the key questions. One, what is it that you your what is it your ego fears most? What is it your mind doesn't want to have happen? Two. What would you feel if that's to happen? What emotions would you experience in your body? And what would that feel like in your body? What sensations would come up if that was to happen? Three. I'll give you guys a chance to write. Three. How do you hold a loving, safe space for it? How do you hold a loving, safe space for whatever emotions come up? When I sit down in my meditations, whether it's for an hour or two hours or whatever it may be each day, I'm always asking myself the question, what emotions are coming up? What am I attached to? What am I fearing? Where am I in resistance to life, thinking it should be different? Where am I giving away my power to money or fame or success or other people and their opinions? So once you hold a loving, safe space for it, ask yourself the question, what pattern am I healing? What pattern within me? What pattern am I healing? Is it my attachments to this thing? This inner five-year-old, what do they believe? Do they believe I need to achieve this to feel safe or to feel successful or I need to make the right decision or quote-unquote, this is a big one, quote-unquote, I need to figure it out. I need to figure it out to feel safe or I need to know my next steps to feel safe. So what am I healing? What sort of, what patterns am I healing right now? Now here's the big one. You ready for it? You ready for the rubber meets the road? What decision or action am I willing to make now? Now that I know this, now that I've healed this pattern, now that I'm aware of it, it's all about your decisions and actions from this place. This is where you implement it. Are you willing to continue to make your decisions based on fear, based on safety, based on certainty, based on comfort? What's familiar? 
because I'll remind you, your soul's always guiding you to something that's outside your comfort zone. Your soul's always guiding you to something that's unknown. Always. Because your soul's guiding you to expand. Your soul's guiding you to grow. Your soul's guiding you to become more whole. To reclaim those fragments that you've disowned. That's not found in your comfort zone. That's found in what's unknown. This is you jumping off the cliff, not seeing what's on the other side, and enjoying the free fall, not knowing what will happen next, but having that deep level of trust. The deep level of trust that says, life, my higher self, spirit will open up doors for me that weren't able to be open if I didn't take the leap. So are your decisions and actions willing to reflect what you now know? When I left my job to do this full-time about two years ago, I wasn't making much money in my job. I wasn't making much money doing this, but I was meditating two hours a day. So I was heightening my vibration and my heart always told me, leave the job. It served you immensely. It's no longer serving you. And you're now willing to take a leap where in the leap, you will evolve into the version of you who's capable of doing this full-time. I wasn't, I wasn't capable of vibrating to the place to do this full-time when I was at the job making my decisions and actions from fear. I had to leap to become the version of me capable of doing this full-time. So it's in the leap of the unknown in who you become that makes it successful. It's in not knowing, which makes it a deeper level of trust. You develop a deeper level of surrender, a deep level of trust. I've already just had the comment about, about the butterfly. Here's what I say with my clients. Stop trying to be the fastest caterpillar. Everyone's trying to be the fastest caterpillar. It says, hey, let me stay in my comfort zone and just be really good at this one thing. Be really good at this thing inside my comfort zone. And as long as I'm productive or efficient or I'm doing these things, I'll become the fastest caterpillar. And I'm like, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're not here to be a caterpillar. You're here to go through this scary unknown called a cocoon where your world breaks down. You're like, holy shit, what does this mean? Holy shit, my world's breaking down. And from the outside of the cocoon, it doesn't look like anything's happening. But in your soul, in your spirit, in your intuition, you know everything's happening. Right? And it's in that process of the cocoon where you develop something so much deeper that goes beyond this safety, security, comfort, familiarity. And it's only in that process where you evolve into a super fast caterpillar. No, you evolve into the butterfly. And then when you're, when, when you're the butterfly, you're like, holy shit, I was trying to be really fast and it turns out I can fly. And you look down at all the other caterpillars and you're like, guys, you don't understand. You're all butterflies. You just don't know it. And they're like, no, no, no. We're, we're cool eating our leaves and doing, I don't know what caterpillars do, but they're doing those things, those caterpillar things. Trish, did you want to, you had your hand raised. Did you want to chime in here? Oh, I posted it on there, but I just like, uh, it was very similar to uh, Televirus was just a, I just always say, 
when you take the leap, you will always land on the wings of an angel. Always. Uh, nice. Like every single time. <laughs> and I've leaped enough times to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's in that decision. It's in the decision to take the leap. You have and to. And to not hang on by your fingernails. <laughs> right? Because you take the leap and then you're like, but wait. Yeah. <laughs> and then you try to grab onto the side of the cliff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like you're trying to leap off the side of the cliff because you're trying to you're trying to receive the quote unquote benefits of taking the leap while trying to stay safe. And you're like trying to hang on, trying to get as far away from the cliff as while still hanging onto it. And it's like, life's like, nah, it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. <laughs> but what happens when you take the leap? How much faith, how much trust? Think about your relationship with life. What is your relationship with life? That's what I'm always asking myself. What's your relationship with life? If I'm trying to stay safe, if I'm trying to stay comfortable, what does that mean? I don't trust the universe. The universe does not have my best interest in mind, doesn't have my growth in mind, doesn't have my expansion in mind. And it's just there, out there to get me. It's out there to harm me. It's out there to prove me wrong. But what's my relationship with life? Am I willing to leap? Am I willing to do whatever it takes to grow? Learn my lessons? What's your relationship with life? How much trust do you have in, in God, source, your higher self? Do you all see how this relates to business? Yeah, there's a lot of head nods there. Great. Now, Vera, what do you have to add? Oh, I am loving this. This is like I've been in tears and the little five-year-old, I've shifted some stuff. So thank you, Tyson, for that. Um, to be able to face rejection, humiliation, um, and, and not be put out forever by it, just to know that it is something that, um, as a little girl, I, I, I was very, you know, um, well, we all were as kids, we just want to be safe, we want to be loved. And, and we came from Italy to Canada um, and had to live with my aunt and my uncle and my two cousins. And my older cousin was, um, wasn't happy that her two little cousins and her aunt and uncle had to live in her house. So she made my life hell and she rejected me and she humiliated me and she bullied me. And I grew up with this thing that I wasn't good enough because my, I was five, my cousin was 10. And I saw her as this big, mean bully, and I was always humiliated and rejected by her. And I just fought to, to not get that. And, and I'm so present to it right now. And, it, and I release some emotion about it. And I just feel like a real sense of compassion for her right now, because this woman now, she's a woman who's not very happy. Um, and, you know, as a child, she was 10. How could I expect a 10 year old to treat me fairly and, and justly. She, she was doing the best she could. So I see her from a whole different perspective now. And I just, I feel lighter as a result of this. So mm -hmm. thank you, Tyson. This is, this is brilliant, brilliant stuff, pure gold. And I just want to say about the, you know, leap and the net will appear that that's what I did. I left a corporate big pharma job. I was this six figure, you know, um, earner. And I was all that in a bag of chips, you know, in air quotes, because I was living so out of alignment and I was actually bullied corporately. I attracted another bully socially because I believe this is what happens when we live out of alignment. We are, we're in a low vibration. We become victims. And 
when I hit a place where I was so, I, I, I surrendered all, I just said, okay, I can't live like this anymore. Give me a way out of this hell that's not drugs because I was a drug rep and not therapy because I'd gone through two years of therapy, didn't want to go there again. And I got a system. And, and one of the things was that when I left out of this job, this six-figure job, the net appeared, my company restructured, and I got a package that took care of me for almost a whole year. So it was like the universe giving me my new life as a coach on a silver platter. And that's what happens when we have faith, when we have faith and know that I don't belong here anymore. I don't deserve to feel like a piece of shit at work. I deserve more and I'm better than this. And when you have the courage to take action, the universe comes with the net. And, and I ended up getting a, a package. I never had to go back to that job that I'd taken a leave of absence from because of stress. And, and it was great. The rest of my life was all set up to, to, to thrive. And I just, yeah, I just had to piggyback on that as far as leap in the net will appear because the universe has all our backs and I am just so, so blessed and um, so blessed to be a part of this community. I, I love it. Thank you so much, Tyson, for bringing us together. You guys are all amazing. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Cause I think we can't hear that enough. We can't hear enough how much these leaps account to such gifts in our life. And here's what I know. When you take the leap, your mind will say, I'll take the leap as long as this will happen. Here's another way of saying this. What part of your life does your ego not want God to touch? Because sometimes God needs to come into your life and offer some chaos to break some things down for you to get the real lessons. Now, here's the question. What is that for you? Do you have this belief that says, hey, I'm willing to leap, but God, don't you touch my health. Don't you touch my money. Don't you touch my relationship. Don't you dare tell me to leave my job. We have to leap without any expectation or assumption without any attachment, without any rules. You have to. That's part of the process. It really is. That's why when you ask yourself the crazy question, help me show me who and what I really am, regardless of the consequences, that's how you know you're willing to live in surrender. That's how you know you're, you're putting as much trust in your higher self as necessary for your growth. So I hope, I hope this has triggered you immensely. I hope it's brought up a lot of stuff. And as many of you know, I can go rant on this about it for hours. And I have before. You see my group coaching calls. They go for hours. But one thing I want to do is open up any, if anyone has any other questions before we finish up. Because I want to make sure you guys have all, the, all your questions answered. And... Uh, and everything clarified. So does anyone have any particular questions that come up? No questions? Carla, go for it. Um, I was just wanting to think, well, first of all, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Really, really appreciate it. Um, and I appreciate this community. I'm super excited to be part of it now. Like, it's awesome. Um, when you're saying healing patterns, can you speak more on that? Like I, you were saying, like, bring it up and you feel it. Is, mm -hmm. the, is that healing the pattern when you feel it and you're observing it? Okay, 
Correct. I will send you the link to a complimentary course I have for the Serving Circle members. Um, it, it goes through all these steps. Okay, yeah, cool. It's called, it's called Spirit in Business. It's, it's, the, it's the, all the shifts that need to happen, all the internal shifts that are required to achieve a consistent flow of clients. And it walks through all this, all this, uh, all these steps. So I'll send you, I'll send that to you to be able to uh, access. And if anyone, no one else has, if anyone else needs access to that, just let me know. I'm happy to do that. Avira. Thank you so much. No problem, Carla. Avira, do you have a question? Oh, you want the, you want the link to the course? Yeah, I'd love the, the link too. Yeah, thank you. Okay, great. Yeah, no yeah. worries. Uh, whoever needs it, shoot me a personal message just after saying, send it to me, Tice. And yeah, we'll make it happen. Uh, thank you for everyone who's joining. And definitely, definitely, uh, I'll see you guys same day, same time next week for the uh, for the the collaborative call. Any other ways in which I can help, just let me know. The Serving Circle's here for you guys, and we're here to share this crazy, crazy journey. So thank you for being here. Shut down your insights and make your decisions and actions from a place of spirit. You'll uh, you you definitely won't regret it. Thank you very much, guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships So together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.